day folks and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is the podcast about mountain biking, everything mountain biking from equipment to trail guides and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray and I'm joined by Tom Bell as usual. Hey Tom. Hi Colin, good to speak to you. Yes, you too. How are you having uh, How are you having this week? How are you getting on this week? Even? <laughs> Great, thank you. Yeah, just uh, enjoying the slightly drier trails that we've got now and um, uh, temperatures are a bit nicer to get the you know, get the short sleeves and the short yeah. shorts on. It's been so roasting nice. here today, actually. It's been really sunny. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's great. It's makes makes the motivation to ride a lot a lot uh, it flows a lot more <laughs> there's a, a friend of mine lives not that far away from me he's uh, big into his road biking and he always uh, right over the winter when i was getting out in the mountain bike and putting pictures on strava or facebook or yeah. whatever he would always comment and say i can't believe you're out in short sh- shorts short trousers short shorts <laughs> you're out in shorts with no tights basically because he wears <laughs> yeah. lycra all year round and of course, it's because uh, he shaves his legs because he's a, a road biking um, yeah. weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we don't do that, though. Or wait a minute, you're a racer. Do you, yeah, as a mountain I, biker, no, I, do you I, shave? I definitely do shave my oh, legs. I can't, um, I can't deny that. Down in my estimations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well, never mind. I suppose you've got to wear Lycra. Cuts down on the... Uh, I do, yeah. I'm, I'm Lycra-clad Lycra most of the time. <laughs> Okay, dogs. Well, I'll be. I'll wear baggies for us both then. Yeah, that, that sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, what are we talking about this week then? Um, so, in this uh, episode, we're going to talk about um, the trails that we um, that we like to ride. Um, so, the trails that we've got um, kind of local to us. So, um, I'm in the sort of north of England, um, in in Yorkshire, and. Um, and then I think you're going to chip in with some uh, Scottish yeah, information. Yeah, some Scottish well. trails indeed, indeed. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be good to go through just a few of them. Uh, I mean, there's all, we can't cover them all. Um, I've been through some of the trails early, like years ago in the podcast in the very early season. Uh, I can't get my words out today. In the very early episodes, I went through a few trails that I really enjoy. Uh, I talked about Scottish mountain biking, but yeah, it'd be good to have a conversation back and forth because I think you've been up here a few times at least, haven't you? I have, yeah. It's been uh, it's been a little while. I've def- I'm definitely meaning to uh, to come back up and um, and ride them uh, probably in the summer sometime if I get a kind of week or two off from racing. But yeah. I have uh, ridden Glentress and Inleithing and um, Curve Tree um, uh, two or three times. Um, where especially when I was at university, we used to do a um, kind of a club trip, and um, they were some of the obvious trail centres to to head to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you're giving it away, giving it away. That's the three of them that we're going to talk to talk about at least. But we'll keep the uh, the other one for um, for the end. Yeah. The teaser. Yeah. Uh, and also, we're going to go through your favourite. Is it four you've got, or is it, uh, well two uh-huh. main ones, isn't it? And then maybe another couple or something. Yeah, I think I, I've definitely got um, yeah two or three um, that I ride kind of on a on a consistent basis, and then I've got a few other kind of favourites as well on top yeah. of that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, well, let's jump into it then. Um, in fact, no, I want to update you on, remember we mentioned uh, the Lake District last time around. We did, yeah. So yeah, I was heading down to the Lake District when we recorded last time. Um, I had a great day, actually, really enjoyed it. I went to uh, Grisdale. Have you been there? Uh, I think I think Grisdale's one I haven't tried. I've definitely okay. been to uh, Winlatter, yeah. which I think was the other one we uh, we spoke about. So I'd yes. be interested to hear what you thought of Grisdale, because... Uh, 
that's not too far from me either if I just, you know, kind of made a day of it. Yeah, I I, mean, I chose Grisdale because when latter was about another half hour away. So I, mm. I didn't have that much time. I basically, I managed to get out on the morning of the wedding. So the wedding ceremony was at one o'clock. Uh, I, I managed to get up pretty early and um, get out there. It was about what, 50 minute drive, a bit under an hour to get to Grisdale from where I was staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would have been close to an hour and a half, I think, for one latter. So that made the choice, uh, even though I think one latter is, well, from a quick look online, it was more highly considered, I suppose, or maybe more okay. uh, variety. And it was the one you mentioned as well, obviously. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of thought about it, but no, ended up at Grisdale. I, um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. I'm not sure I would, uh, if it was my local trail. I would yeah. probably, I, I think, I feel like I might get a little bit bored with it. Mm-hmm. It's very much cross-country as opposed to uh, that sort of um, man-made single track that makes yeah. for like a really fun bike park or a trail yeah. centre. Uh, and they call themselves a trail centre, but it, it's definitely more uh, just a really um, good length, natural cross-country trail. Almost almost a walking trail, really. I mean, there's a, there's a few features built in there. But yeah. not much in the way of sort of specific mountain biking stuff. Um, I see. I yeah, see. a fair actually a fair bit of North Shore. Uh, well, I say a fair bit, but you know you come across one every now and again when you're coming through the swamp. So there's a fair yeah, few yeah. of them, but not any kind of extensive downhill or anything like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it was yeah. good fun though. It was good. It was a great day. It was blue day, blue skies. Can't oh, well, that's, uh, that makes any kind of trail uh, a, a lot more pleasurable. Indeed, indeed. And it was, uh, I mean, it was it was a good length as well. It took me probably two hours and a bit, two and a quarter hours to get around. So it was a oh, great blast. Surprised. Yeah. And it was just amazing to be out, to be honest, because I haven't been able to get out that often recently. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It was cool. But does it, how does that compare to one ladder then? Is one ladder more sort of custom mountain bike stuff? I think it is. Uh, my my memory's failing me a little bit. Um, it was probably it was over a year ago when I when I went, um, and it was the the weather was absolutely horrendous. Um, it's it's quite high up. I seem to remember there being quite a big climb um, yeah. up to it because um, mm-hmm. we kind of rode from uh, from Keswick, which is just Winlatter's just outside of Keswick. Yeah. And um, I, I seem to remember I, I enjoyed it. You know, it was, a, again, I think about a two-hour ride um, with maybe two loops. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember the, or I don't recall there being a kind of lots of um, notable features. But like you say, it's probably fairly similar to what you're describing at Grisdale in terms of um, just a sort of nice cross-country loop with some um, nice little parts and some good berms. And there was, yeah. there was, I think there was at least one kind of, fun downhill in there but yeah i'd have to go back and uh, refresh my memory i think yeah I'd, yeah that sounds about like grisdale maybe with a wee bit more of the custom stuff so i'm not sure but Ooh. yeah i would go back i would go back but i would want i would want to try one latter rather than grisdale again i would say yeah um, yeah but yeah anyway so talking of uh more fun downhills why don't we go yeah. to the first trail uh which we were going to chat about and that is and it, 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 i was about to do the wrong one that is glentress uh, so yeah, what's, what are your memories of Glentress then? When was the last time you were up? It's definitely been a few years, but um, I, I really like Glentress. Um, I really find it, um, even even the uphills, um, there's always a few different sneaky lines that they've built in. And then yeah. obviously the, it's famous for the, you know, kind of cross country or mountain downhills like Spooky Wood um, and the others that are in there. I, I I found it. I found it great. Um, it's really it's accessible as well, which is uh, always a 
a nice thing for us coming from England. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. It's a great trail center for kind of everyone um, from you know people just getting into the sport. Yeah. Um, and then I know there's a lot of kind of world class athletes that that train there as well. So yeah, yeah. So I suppose we should qualify this. People might not know where we are. <laughs> so um, Glentress is right in the middle of Scotland. It's it's in a town called Peebles, which is about 45 minutes south of Edinburgh. So you can drive to Glentress or Peebles, the, the village from Edinburgh, and yeah, not not long at all. Um, you can fly into Edinburgh if you're if you're wanting to get up here from England or from further abroad. Mm-hmm. You can get to Edinburgh really easily and head down to Peebles from there. And Peebles is a good size wee town as well. So there's plenty of places to stay around there if you, uh, you fancy a trip and um like you say tom it's such a it's the kind of place that actually is worth a few days because and i i met many times when i was riding glentress regularly i met guys who'd come up from england and stayed a weekend and they were on their you know yeah. 12th loop or something like that because there's just so many different options around Glentress. It's, I think it's been voted at the top trail centre in the UK by a bunch of magazines over mm-hmm. the years because it's it's probably certainly the most extensive network of trails I've ever been on um, and definitely the most fun, the most... Uh, the, just the, the best set of trails yeah. you can find anywhere and it, it, it kind of ruined me for anywhere else because I lived so close <laughs> to it for 15 years yeah. and that's kind of what got me into mountain biking so nowadays yeah, I just that's the ultimate be the spoiled days. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll go on to somewhere else which is only three miles away from there as well mm-hmm. which is in Erlithan that'll be the one we talk about next so it's even worse for me because I used to live close to both of them and now I don't <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so the variety of uh, skill levels is amazing because you've got uh, you've got everything from green trails right up to black trails. The green yeah. trail is just uh, you know gr- green trails are usually just landover tracks, aren't they? But mm, they are. Glentress ones are actually decently constructed, not single track exactly, but like pretty good uh, walking trails which you could take your kids around on. So you can go anything from there up to uh, huge blue runs. Uh, the red is kind of the classic, isn't it? That's where Spooky Wood is, like you mentioned. And then you've yeah, got a huge black yeah. run as well. So, um, what? Which parts did you go around, Tom? Were you, have you been around the whole way, or uh, did you just do some of the some of the trails? Um, yeah, I uh, I, I went um, round. I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've done most of the trails that are that are there. Um, the it's just nice having, um, a, a, like you say, a solid red run that your kind of competent mountain biker will enjoy, and then you've kind yeah. of got your black um, your black sections that you can uh, just, you know, test yourself on if uh, if they're right on the kind of edge of your comfort zone and yeah. skill level. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what I really liked. It's just you can go there, like you say, for a few days, um, ride new trails uh, every day, and then just leave with uh, having some nice riding in, some nice distance and that kind of thing, but yeah. also kind of having your skills just uh, upped a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. On distance, I think the Red, so the red Run take used to take... When we were out with a group, so you yeah. know, taking breaks every now and again, it's something like an hour and a half to two hours. Uh-huh. Um, if you race around it, you used to be able to do it. Well, I used to be able to do it. You could probably do it quicker. <laughs> I used to do it in maybe an hour, 10, 20, okay. if you're going quite fast, relatively fast. Yeah. So just to give people an idea of the lengths here. Um, and the black run is the long one. So the black one's way longer. It's something like, I think, as I remember, it's been a while, but as I remember, it was 19K for the red run. 
mm-hmm. and about 29 for the the black run yeah it sounds about right yeah but the the thing is it's actually the black run is just it's longer than that suggests <laughs> it's it's more more longer that's not the more, good more of an epic sort of yeah a, yeah more yeah definitely it's uh, it's very up and down and yeah, then you're obviously yeah. you've got to factor in all the kind of concentration that you've got to uh muster for the descents and you know your upper body's kind of working a lot <laughs> you know, on on both the climbs and the descents so yeah. it's, it turns out you know it, it turns into a, a definitely a longer day than you might think from that from what that distance would absolutely suggest. yeah totally it, yeah it's partly the climbs but there's a lot more up and down um but it's partly the surface as well like the black's mm-hmm. just a lot more natural so there's a lot more rough stuff a lot more stones and rocks and drops and just all the all the standards you get on like a really natural mountain bike trail which just yeah, makes okay. it it's not just one and a half times <laughs> more tiring <laughs> than the red, which is what the distance suggests. It's uh, yeah, yeah exactly. it's at least a couple of times, and it's. I, I think our standard times for the black run as a group were between three and four hours. Okay, um, that's a big yeah. It's a decent day out on the yeah, bike. Yeah, it? totally. And I mean, that, again, that was like we're taking breaks and enjoying ourselves and having a mm. chat and stuff. But still, I mean, that's kind of what most people are um, doing when they're going in a group anyway. So yeah, just to give they are, yeah. people an idea. Um, but yeah, do you remember any particular bits of the black? The black's uh, the black's an epic trail, like you say. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't specifically remember, but I definitely remember it being rough. I remember some um, just coming into sections, um, you know, with a with a decent amount of speed, and then just kind of getting uh, thrown around all over the place. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what bike I was riding at the time. It probably was a full suspension, but yeah. I think it was uh, probably a, more, more of a sort of hundred millimeter kind of cross-country uh full suspension so yeah um i'd certainly remember being um battered around yeah. in fact the first time i went was um when i was a lot lot younger and i kind of had you know your, your standard um beginner beginner hardtail yeah with um coil sprung forks with no damping whatsoever <laughs> and that kind of thing and and uh obviously when you're younger as well you're not you're, You've not got all the strength and, and or endurance or any of that kind of thing. So that was certainly an epic day out on the bike. <laughs> well, Tom, I've got to say that ain't nothing because my first ever trip to Glintress, my first ever time on a mountain bike trail was uh, on an old rally Amazon, completely rigid, no brakes because I'd had it since I was 16 and this yeah, was 10 yeah. years later. And, uh, and they took me, my friends uh, kindly took me straight down the red run on that bike. And I remember coming down Spooky Wood absolutely shitting myself I yeah, was just yeah. it was it was terrifying not just for the fact that actually it's a pretty i mean spooky wood is it's not difficult there's always chicken runs it's not like there's not stuff you're going to hit that um you can't do as a beginner but it's no. definitely a scary trail um for somebody who just hasn't really ridden a proper mountain bike trail before <laughs> so. i think so i think i'd agree with that yeah i mean it's it's crazy to think that uh you know, a lot of the downhill races, the older downhill races, you know, from the from the nineties and that kind of thing, used to race, you know, full pelt on those kind yeah. of bikes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite frightening. We've got it easy these days. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, just to mention, we're talking about the black run. That it is possible to go around the black, actually, just half of it, and do the uphill. Because, um, like you mentioned earlier, the uphills in Glentress are one of the bit things that really make it actually, because. You get some really good downhills uh, all around the country. There's some really fun, sort of jumpy, bermy stuff. 
But the thing that usually separates Glintress and Interleaven for me from other trails like that is that it's even fun in the uphills. They put in loads of log rides and um, little technical bits, uh, just little puzzles for you to try and get better at each time. And the initial bit of the black, the uphill, right up to what we call the mast, um, it's just a big massive radio mast. Mm. Everyone that rides um, Glentress knows where it is. If you head up there, you'll know it when you see it. You can actually head down to the red from there. So you can do that fun uphill, get a bit more exercise, just get some more uh, miles on your legs. Yeah. Um, and then cut across to the red so it doesn't quite take you... Uh, uh, as long as it's a three or four hour black, maybe it extends the red up to maybe two and a half yeah, hours or so. Yeah. If you're, you I know, actually like, I really like that when um, trail centers kind of have that setup. One of the ones that I'm going to come on to um, that I ride a fair amount kind of yeah. has a similar idea where you can kind of bolt on um, an extra bit rather than kind of head head back to the trailhead, and yeah. it's a, it's just a nice option of not having to do the whole thing again, but. You can kind of, like you say, get a few more miles in your legs if you if you fancy it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you want to go out there. You, you only have an hour or an hour and a half or something. Mm. So I know when there's a wee uh, shortcut at some point, you can still get a bit of biking in. That's good. Um, but yeah, right, we've, we've talked about this for a while now. So let's last thing I wanted to say was that um, we've talked about the red and the black, but actually the blue at Glintress, Glintress even though some uh, you know serious mountain bikers might disdain that blue normally, <laughs> the blue at Glintress is actually really good fun. Um, the the main thing that separates it from the red is that the red it has some good sized jumps on it can be a bit rough there's some natural areas uh, mm. in fact there's a lot of it is pretty natural to be honest um, but constructed really well so it almost flows like a, a constructed track but the blue is just almost entirely constructed like sort of sculpted uh, smooth flowing material yeah. um, uh, route the whole way around almost and it's just brilliant so much fun uh, so quite often when we head up there we'll actually just do the blue um, or at least do sort of some of the red and then pop onto the blue for certain sections so yeah it's worth knowing yeah. that that's worth a go good stuff and the last section oh I see I'm going to keep going on about it <laughs> the, they built the last section of blue which uh, basically uh, blows the last section of red out of the water so every time no matter what trail we do even if you do the black you end up in the last few sections of red so you always end up in these last two or three sections yeah. of red but then they constructed this final section of blue which is amazing it's one of the most flowy fun bits of trail I've ever been to um, and it's just a big uh switchbacky downhill um, trail with jumps and berms and um, some brilliant jumps some great drops as well it's just so much fun just a great way to end the trail so we always take that blue option uh, at the very end as opposed to the red is that the one colin that um kind of runs parallel with the fire road that comes down the hill back yeah to exactly Ryan? yeah you're kind of switch back in maybe two or three times bef- above that road and then you go yeah, yeah. you're almost heading uphill uh, well you're heading uphill on the fire road but you know you're stopping down to meet the road uh-huh. uh, and then you cross the road and end up down at the car park so yeah Oh, well, this is definitely making me want to get get back there. <laughs> great place, great place. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, if you ever head up there, let me know and I'll come down and meet you because I keep looking for an excuse to uh, to head back to Glentress because it's about an hour and a half drive for me these days. But I mean, that's not it's not that long by any means, so I need to get down. Right, right. 
But yeah, right. So we're going to have to uh, cut my other one short <laughs> a little bit now that I've talked about that too much. But yeah, it's worth mentioning them anyway. I was going to mention Inner Leithen um, because Inner Leithen is right next to Glentress. Mm-hmm. And Inner's is, uh, it's an amazing trail as well. It's, I mean, it, in any other part of the country, it would be the best place to go to by a long shot. But <laughs> it's just slightly eclipsed by Glentress being right next to it. Um, it's very similar. There's not that much more to say about it. Very similar to Glentress. Maybe a bit more natural. Uh, a wee bit longer there's only there's less options so you've only got um, one main option that you can go around and then a few mm-hmm. other little bits that you can kind of cut off probably the main thing to mention about Inner Leithen that separates it is that Inner's is a bit of a downhill haven um, and they do uphill at Inner Leithen as well sometimes so you can get a uh, uh, like a Land Rover I'll take your bike up and you can do yeah. shuttles uh, because there's three or four different options for proper like hardcore downhilling um, so it's good, good to know that that's there and as a downhiller I sometimes sorry as a, a cross country or more than anything else I sometimes give the downhills a go there but uh, generally end up smacking into the back of a double somewhere along the line and <laughs> it almost came off my bike but uh, it's good fun anyway <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 what's great I thought about in Aletheon is that it's it's very cross country orientated if mm-hmm. you want it to be because there's that massive climb kind of right out the right out of the car park yeah. and then almost like one big climb and one kind of big descent and yeah. then you've got you know down like you said it's a bit of a downhill haven with the yeah. uplift so yeah. yeah yeah awesome place it is indeed yeah that first climb actually is a great little technical bit in that climb that yeah. i always try and um clean the whole way but i just never manage it there's it's quite it's a steep climb it's got probably a dozen maybe more than that step ups mm-hmm. uh, and they get worse and worse as you go <laughs> so they, you do, end, they do yeah yeah you end up in those last two or three step ups and I, I i've rarely got through all of them uh without putting a foot down uh, I <laughs> yeah, it's good it's good it's good fun and then and then you've got the descent as well that's one of the things that one of the parts that sticks in my memory yeah. is the you know the big kind of hook offs that you yeah. have um that you have on the on the descent kind of coming back towards the car park yeah yeah i that last bit of the descent there's the three drops as you come onto that last section i can yeah, remember the yeah. names of these sec of these bits of trail but they always have names do you, do you remember what i'm talking about those three drops that start i it? do yeah definitely just as you turn turn to turn to the right i think off the fire road then yeah. you start the descent and then there's those yeah three um Three big drops, is that, yeah. that, is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. Right That's part, exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, you come down, it's a wee bit rough. It kind of it lulls you into a false sense of security because you come mm. across the first jump and you're like, ah, brilliant. There's like a foot maybe drop and then the next one's two foot, but it kind of hides itself. So you've it got does. a bit of speed that's, after that's that exactly first one. That's exactly what I thought. It's uh, from, <laughs> from kind of a, you know, a, a, a fair distance back. It looks yeah. like you're kind of dropping off a cliff. Yeah, totally. Um, and then when you, ju- it's almost right, sort of bef- right the last second when you're about to kind of wussy out that yeah. um, that you that you look at it and think, oh, actually, I can I can drop off that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So the first one's fine like that. The second one, you go, oh, shit, that's bigger than I thought. So it's maybe a couple, a couple of foot, two to three foot. And then the last one is, um, I mean, I can do it fine these days, but that terrified me in my early days. Mm. Uh, it still it still gives me a bit of a, a jump in my stomach when I go over it because it's like yeah, a yeah. it's a good five foot drop and you're you're in the air for a few it's one of those few second ones as well because you're it is. you're not only going over the drop but you're 
uh, you're following the the curve down afterwards as well so it takes yeah a while. yeah <laughs> but they're so well made that they that you don't um like feel the impact much at all it's those jump those kind of jumps that you're uh you know you just land smoothly on the downhill and just accelerate yeah, off and exactly. just starts that last uh that last section amazingly but yeah, uh, you're bringing back memories here. <laughs> so, uh, right, I, I've got another two that I want to talk about, but uh, I've talked a bit too much already. So let's go over to one of yours instead and yeah, uh, we sure. can come back to them. So yes. uh, you so, mentioned, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. go on, you, you introduced so it. So Gisber, Gisburn, um, Gisburn Forest is one of the ones that I um, I try and ride actually on a weekly basis now, um, just because um, I need to kind of spend a fair, fair few hours on the mountain bike um, training for cross country racing. And it's just a great, great trail center for that great kind of length. Um, it's about an 11 mile loop, um, which is essentially a red loop with kind of black sections bolted onto it. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of those sections being, uh, almost like a, what you find at Kirif tree. Um, it's like a big sort of slab that you, um, you ride up towards and then, and then drop down pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. Um, and then the rest of the trail is kind of um, all, almost all single track, really, really rough, almost like we were saying about the Glen Tress uh, single track sections that are in, in the, on the black route that are really, really uh, bumpy and rocky and like slightly more natural feeling. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's just a great trail center um, f- for that kind of riding. Now, where, where is this exactly? What's it close to? It's um, it's it's just on the sort of Lancashire Yorkshire border. I think it's mm-hmm. fairly near Skipton. Right. Um, I, what, I think what, about. Tom, sorry, what about somewhere we might have heard of? <laughs> yeah. Skipton, Gibbsburn, no idea. <laughs> okay. Um, Skipton, Skipton's a like uh, a fairly large kind of town um, in in North Yorkshire. Okay. It's, um, it, it's on the way to the Lake District, actually. It's probably oh, okay. not too far for, for people that live in, in the Lake District, just yeah, yeah. just into kind of Lancashire. It sure. is a bit in the middle of nowhere when you're actually there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's slightly hard to find in that respect, but it's it's not too far from. Um, I, guess, I guess it's probably 20, 25 miles or so out of Leeds. Out of Leeds, right. Okay, cool. See, I know where Leeds is. That's fine. <laughs> But okay, that gives me an idea. So yeah, if anyone was coming to visit from uh, further away, that's kind of maybe where they'd end up and then go out from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so why, why, why is that? Is that just your local trail? That's just where you end up because it's closest. Is that right, or is it actually are there other options and you go there for, through preference? It's. It, I would say it's the for me. It's the closest kind of uh, big trail center that um, that I've got. It's about an hour hour fifteen drive from me. So it's um, obviously that's a fair fair time commitment when you're driving, you know, back and forth, and then trying to do a kind of three hour ride. But um, you know, I just I take most of the day to do that, and um, it's just uh, it, it for me personally, it just works all the kind of. Um, it kind of ticks all the boxes of what I need to work on for kind of cross country racing. So some technical, yeah. technical riding, some prolonged time off road, and um, and and keeping it fun as well. It's a really fun trail. Like yeah. I say, it's got quite a few nice sort of black uh, technical sections thrown in. So yeah. it's uh, the time goes by nice and quick when you uh, when you cruising around there yeah so is that kind of uh, what kind of blacks are they are they terrifyingly big uh, jumpy droppy stuff or is it more like a kind of pick your way through some um, roots and rocks and things 
I would say I would say it's the latter. Yeah, there's um, the the main kind of section, uh, the main kind of black section that I was talking about with a kind of slab that you were uh, that you kind of uh, climb up to and then and then drop down is um, it's it's really not too bad. Uh, I, I I obviously ride it on a cross country kind of orientated bike and um, you just got it's one of those things. It's steep definitely, um, but it's what it's just about letting it go and. Uh, you know, getting your weight back really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people do get terrified by it. I think there's a few few videos on YouTube of people uh, stopping at the top and having quite a few looks at it. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the that's kind of the main feature. It's almost in a little kind of playground area um, mm-hmm. that you'll come to kind of halfway through the main loop. So it's a nice sort of um, point about halfway through the ride that where you can just kind of session um, yeah. a, f- a few little bits. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Any uh, any downsides to Gisborne at all, or is it uh, all good? The, one of, one of the main downsides, but I guess this kind of affects um, a few different trail centres. Although maybe not so much Glentress, is that when it when it rains, it's uh, it's really really wet. And um, the the puddles there get absolutely enormous right. and uh, take ages to shift. So uh, throughout the winter, going there has been a bit of a pain. Um, and obviously, like we said, it's a little bit in the middle of nowhere. Um, so finding it and kind of getting to it's maybe not as easy as some of the other trail centers. But yeah. in terms of uh, the trail itself, it's it's designed in kind of an eight sort of shape, so you can do. Um, that kind of bottom loop and then um, do the top and then choose to kind of repeat the top loop if you want to do just to kind of add some distance if you don't want to do the whole thing again from the car park. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good design in that in that respect. Sounds good. Yeah, being right in the north of England, it's not out of the question to get down there for us either. So I might have to take a trip. Mm. Like I, 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 I think you'd like it. So yeah. it's a good... It's a good it's, I guess if you ride it all the time, like anything, it could get a little, you know, you tire of it a little bit. But there's some really nice, it, it has a nice variety of kind of rocky single track out in the open and then kind of dodging trees, you know, some really narrow sort of wooded single track and then lo- and a few technical sections as well. So, yeah. and it's almost entirely off road. There's only a few kind of fire road sections, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love those sections. Sometimes you're dodging through the trees, feel like you're in uh, Star Wars or something. That's just it, definitely like that. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that's uh, that's great. I hope that's given people an idea about Gisborne then. What was your uh, what was your second favourite one? Um, well, this one's a bit of an interesting one because it's an it's an absolutely tiny little forest, but it's um, it's got a fair amount of kind of uh, press in the in the um, in the mountain bike magazines and that kind of thing, just because. It's it's almost like if you took all of the black and technical sections from all of these different uh, trail centers we've been talking about and those around the country and kind of you know squash them into a into a tiny little you know loop that's only a few k's long. Um, okay. So it's got a fair bit of press. Um, this is Stainburn, by the way. Yeah. Um, Stainburn. It's a bit um, yeah. It's it's got some press for kind of being really technical and really kind of challenging all kinds of uh mountain bike skills i think okay so it's so is, there's no distance in it really what just a few miles did you say yeah the, there's not not really much i mean it's interesting because the main kind of purpose-built trails that are built by a company called single traction are um on one side the forest kind of has a road running through it and it's on both sides of the road so 
on the left hand side um as you come up up the hill there um is where the kind of main um graded trails are so there's a short red loop and um and a black loop um and then in the black in sorry in the red loop you kind of have again those kind of black sections bolted on yeah okay and um yeah it's just very very compact but it's so much fun and so challenging that you kind of just can spend a good kind of hour, two hours there, just just sessioning basically, and just doing yeah. endless kind of loops um, around. There's there's always going to be a section I think that you're going to um, struggle with or 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 spend a lot of time trying to clean. Yeah, no, that sounds good. I, we've often said when I've been out riding with um, friends that we need to spend more time, like trying to clear bits and and doing that session and like i just try to get better at something because quite often we're out and we're slightly limited on time or mm. you know we're just trying to we're just having fun getting around the trail and we forget that you should actually like you don't get over something first time but we just continue on you should come back and actually um try and get better at it you know like get yeah. up your yeah. skills uh it sounds like gisborne's uh, sorry stainburn is made for that yeah because you've got just it a short is. trail so you could just maybe even go around a few times and try and get better each time would is that how some people do it i think that's yeah basically it's just um because it is so short you just have to kind of almost out of necessity just kind of keep repeating the loops but like i say there's so much packed into that you know one or two mile loop that you can um that you can always have something new to kind of uh try or um, there's loads of different line choices. So essentially, on the black loop, you've got um, some North Shore. You've got um, a seesaw like the one at, at Glen Tress. Um, you've got a, a, a small rock slab, which is pretty terrifying the first time you see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the climbs there are just ridiculously steep and really technical. So yeah. even on the uphills, you've got a lot of technical challenges um the red loop is kind of uh, it's really short it only takes like a couple of minutes to go around yeah um, it's almost like a skills loop but yeah. it's uh, got some really nice uh, kind of tabletop jumps um a log that you kind of have to you know balance your way along and um yeah it's really they've just packed in as much as they could into the kind of tiny little forest that that stainburn is yeah and i never asked whereabouts is this exactly this is just outside of uh, Leeds. It's really only okay. a couple of miles. Um, it's just outside of a small town called Otley, okay. which is, um, yeah, again, just maybe 10 miles out of Leeds. So this one's a bit more accessible and uh, not quite in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah. as some of the other ones are. That sounds like a great place to have that close to where you live. Like you can just nip out for an hour of an evening or something or even just half exactly. an hour if it's something yeah, that short. That's, that's how I use it. I mean, yeah. I can ride to it... Um, I can ride to it in a, in under an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a ride there and a ride back plus a kind of one hour kind of loop going yeah. around the, uh, the forest is yeah. uh, a solid ride. And then sometimes if I just want to, like you say, do, do an hour on the evening, it's just a, it's just a 15 minute drive, yeah, yeah. 10, 15 minute drive. So it's, it's perfect. That must suit your training really well. Like you can get a couple hours of like regular cardio in and then uh, a bit of skills training as well that's it it's is that's it's great in that sense yeah. it's almost like a, a road ride combined with a very uh full-on yeah. full-on mountain bike ride so <laughs> i use i use that place just to kind of hone my uh get the technical skills dialed in a little bit when i feel um you know they need they need a bit of work yeah, yeah perfect okay dogs that's cool that's great to know about because um yeah i definitely need to visit leeds sometime soon then <laughs> 
Yeah, well, they're good. They're good if you just, you know, if you were just in the area, if you were visiting like like a big city like Leeds, and I'm sure all uh, most of these um, big cities around the country are um, have their own kind of Stainburn equivalent. So they're nice yeah, to yeah. know just in case you find an hour or two to nip out. Yeah, cool. Okay, let's jump into that's us going on thirty five now. So let's jump into my two other suggestions. I'm just yeah. going to go through them quickly just now. Um, so I've got as my other two that I just love are in Scotland. I mean, I, we are pretty lucky up here. There's a lot of good trails in Scotland, but probably my next top two after Inners and Glentress are Carrocktree and Golsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're pretty different places. Carrocktree is in the southwest of Scotland, so. If you're heading from elsewhere in the country, you come up basically from England, cross the border and then turn left and you're heading towards the south, <laughs> the bottom left corner of Scotland. And it's almost as far as Stranraer, which is a wee town uh, which is literally in the bottom left corner of Scotland. Right. Uh, so it's almost there, but it's really worth the drive. It's, it's well out of the way, but it's definitely worth it. Carrochtree is... I, I read a review of it in, I think it was NBR once, and it mm. totally just echoed exactly what I thought of the trail, which is that it's it's a reasonable length, so it's maybe, I can't even remember the exact distance now, maybe 20 to 25k, a couple hours long, maybe even longer actually, because there's a couple of options. You can do just a, a little red, and then you can expand yeah. it out into black. Mm. There's not that much up and down, so there's not a huge. There's not. It's not on a big mountain like you sometimes find. Like on Glentress, for example, you basically go all the way up, and then you come all the way down again. Yeah, Carrocktree is actually relatively uh, low elevation, but there is a lot of little up and down. <laughs> so it's kind of like a, a big roller coaster. It's just, it's just so flowy. Basically, yeah, Carrocktree yeah. is just so fast and flowy. You're pedaling most of the way, but you barely notice it because it's just such fun pedaling. Like you're, you're sort of pumping all the the ups and downs, and you're pedaling a little bit in the down to get up a bit of speed to get up over the next stop. And it, there's just like berms and drops and everything all over the place. It's just, it's one of these funny trails where it's not like anywhere else I've been. It's just pure cross country fast riding. Um, yeah it's yeah. just great fun is that what is that kind of what you thought of it yeah exactly um i i thought it was just fun from start to finish um like you say that's definitely why i remember it not being um so you know not being so much elevation but um that just means that you you go a little faster and um that just increases the fun factor and then you've kind of got all of those nice kind of little um tricky bits just at the side of the trail here you know every now and again that you can that you can try and then um obviously i'm sure everyone that's been there remembers uh mcmoab and yeah. uh, all the stuff in the middle Aye. yeah mcmoab uh, is the the feature of Tree, and it's uh what kind of rock is it it's just a huge big i don't know it's like it's it's basically sandpaper <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. horrible rock but well horrible in one way in that when you fall off you lose an inch of skin uh, <laughs> but great in the other way which is that it's the most tacky grippy surface you'll ever ride a bike on like you can literally stop your bike on uh like a 80 degree uh, (laughs) downhill or uphill because it just sticks like crazy um and it's basically a big a big mountain bike playground isn't it you got you Mm. follow these arrows around this huge big rocky outcrop going up and down and up it's kind of trials riding almost it is um but for us normal mountain bikers (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yeah, it's great fun. 
but I have That's... fallen off a few times and lost uh, lost a fair bit of skin in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, I've only ridden it once, but um, I think I managed to get away unscathed, other than maybe just a few um, kind of you know dabs and foot downs uh, on some yeah. of the steep kind of climbing as you weave your way around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the drop kind of at the end, the kind of main um, feature of McMoab um, is an interesting one because again, it's one of those that once you've done it, um, you kind of you can do it over and over again and not be too intimidated by it. But the first time you get there, and you look down it, like you said, you know you've got eighty percent whatever kind of gradient it, it yeah, is, yeah. Um, and it's. Uh, it's quite frightening just when you think about what could potentially go wrong, even though it, it often doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. You, one of those times you're going slow enough that you have time to think about the consequences. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, quick uh, McMoab trivia as well. If you uh, follow the podcast and you know the cover art, then the picture that's on the front of the podcast, the podcast cover art, that's a picture of uh, my brother Bruce riding McMoab. So that's a picture of it. You can see the, uh, if you look at it, it's the, the rock, uh, blue sky above it. And that's my brother just up at the top, one of the highest bits of Moab. So it gives you an idea of what it looks like. Cool. Top uh, trivia. Yeah. But actually, I, I've reviewed I've reviewed Karoch Tree on the website as well. So if you want to read a bit more detail about it, see some pictures of uh, the trail, then you can pop over to mountainbikespark.com and search for Karoch Tree in the, uh, the search at the top. Now, the next one I was going to talk about, do you know what? We're getting on a bit in time here. So I know that I've talked about Golsby before. Golsby Wildcat Trails was my fourth pick. And I know I've talked about it on a very early episode. So I'm not yeah. going to go into too much detail. Just to remind you, um, maybe if you've listened back, then um, you'll know already about Golsby. If you haven't listened, then go back to old episodes of Mountain Bikes Park. Just go back and look back in the, the podcast archive and you can listen to my uh, me enthusing about Golspie because it's one of the best trails in the country. Um, the, the sort of defining features of it is that it's in the middle of absolute nowhere. It is an hour north of Inverness, uh, which is Inverness is the the capital of the Highlands of Scotland, which is like three hours north of anywhere else in Scotland. <laughs> so it's basically yeah, it's like if you fly into the central belt of scotland which is what most people do if they're visiting scotland edinburgh or glasgow then it'll take you probably four to five hours to get to Golsby. <laughs> but all i can say is that if you really want to uh, get some of the best mountain biking in scotland it's actually worth it because it's, it's worth just the trip yeah. yeah have you been up there tom uh i haven't no uh i, I haven't really ventured too much um beyond the scottish borders unfortunately so yeah um have to make uh make amends for that at some yeah. point well Golsby is true mountain biking like it's an actual mountain <laughs> you collect the climb is epic some huge technical bits and then when you come mm -hmm. down the first two or three minutes of the descent are absolutely massive it's all well it's all really constructed on this mountain that looks out over the firth up there um, and you're just flying down these massive drops and massive jumps and then you just dive into the forest at one point you just disappear into the trees it's like you're going into this dark tunnel and it transforms from this really heavily heavily constructed trail into a really rooty little tight rocky natural trail so it's just it's amazing um, but yeah talked about it before so let's not go for it now because we're cool. short on time but um yeah, worth looking back in the, the archive of the podcast or uh, pop onto the website, again, mountainbikespark.com and I've written a couple of articles on Golspie as well. 
So uh, let's finish up with your other, just a brief coverage of you. You said there was a couple of other ones that you think are worth mentioning, Tom. Yeah, I'll just quickly just mention um, the, what some of the ones um, just outside of Sheffield. Um, Sheffield's got quite an, a good mountain bike scene, probably sure. helped on by um, Steve Pete. Mr. Pete, and, yes. um, <laughs> Everyone knows it's Sheffield Steel. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's yeah, there's two two kind of trail centres. One that's uh, one's called Warncliffe, which is where Steve Pete actually lives and, um, and does a lot of his training. So that's that's Warncliffe and um there's another one on the other side of the of the road which the name's escaping me but <laughs> those are again a mixture of natural and uh, man-made trails so there's a lot of really nice kind of man-made um downhill runs mm-hmm. um which are really really short and actually quite um cross-country orientated but um so you can you know you can ride them on any kind of bike really but there's um just heaps of tabletops loads of berms and it's a another great place just to come if you want a kind of hour hour and a half um fresh around yeah, really. yeah. um and it's just it's literally you know one or two miles out of sheffield city center so yeah, yeah. um but it doesn't feel like it it's uh it seems to be in quite a sort of countryside quiet area which is nice considering it's so close to the city yeah. Um, and then there's another one called Parkwood Springs, which is even closer to the city. And um, that's just, a, again, a kind of little purpose-made loop, which um, is nice and fun. Um, just uh, quite a few little rock gardens, berms, that kind of thing. So, And they're, they're quite close to each other, so you can kind of link them up in, uh, in one ride to, to push it over a kind of two-hour mark. Um, so anyone that's kind of around Sheffield, um, that uh, that kind of area, it's definitely worth worth a trip over to those two. Great. So we've got two cities in uh, northern England to visit, Sheffield and Leeds, both with uh, some great surrounding mountain biking by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Okie dokes, I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, it's been good fun, actually. I always like talking about different trails. I know it's slightly context-dependent, so our uh, yeah. loyal American listeners are maybe um, shaking their heads, right, or probably turned off a while back because uh, it might not be relevant. But actually, I, I always quite enjoy reading about trails in the US and Australia, around the world, um, dreaming about going to visit them sometimes. So hopefully, no matter where you are... Um, then uh, yeah hopefully it's been useful or interesting at least finding out about it and if you haven't been to Scotland before then uh, do come across and visit us sometime and come and visit some of these trails uh, you can give Tom and I a shout and uh, yeah we'll give you some more pointers if you need them exactly cool so that'll finish it up for episode five isn't it no wait a minute wait a minute what am I talking about I think it's episode six yeah That's episode, episode six, six of season yeah. two so uh, yeah that means that you can find the show notes for this episode at mountainbikesapart.com forward slash 206 so that's season 2 and episode 6 and we're going on at least a few more episodes to the end of the season at least so um, yeah I'd love it if you pop on there uh, give us some comments if you like you can see the the guide to the trails we've talked about where they are all that kind of stuff drop a comment in the bottom if you want to let us know about any other trails close to these areas that'd be good to know or uh, let us know about your trails and you can do the same on Twitter as well get me at Colin MC Gray on Twitter and Tom uh, I'm at by Tom Bell so that's B-Y-T-O-M-B-E-L-L 
Excellent. And I'm going to ask one favour this time around as well, which is we're uh, we're loving being back at the new seat and like getting uh, back into this regularly. Um, and uh, one thing we'd love to do is get out to even more people, though. And the easiest way to do that is through reviews. So if you can spare a moment, spare just a minute or two, just pop on to iTunes is the most obvious one. So if you're an Apple user, iOS or on the computer, uh, you can use iTunes on a PC as well, even if you use Android to listen to your shows. Uh, if you can just pop on to iTunes, uh, find our show on there, the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast, and just click on there and give us a rating and a review. It really helps us to get the show out to more people because that's how they kind of rank podcasts in iTunes and many of the other search engines as well. So if you pop on there, even if you give us an honest review, but if we're not worth five stars, then give us uh, whatever you think we're worth. But a few comments in there as well. It really helps us to uh, get up the listings and get out to more people and make the show bigger and better in future. So if you have that chance, please do. We'd much appreciate it. So thanks for joining me again, Tom. Yeah, no problem, Colin. Thanks again. And thanks for joining us, listener. We'll see you again on the next one. Talk to you then.